You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 22nd of November 2022. I'm Jane Kavner from our Corporate Treasury Desk and I'm joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss recent market developments, the conflicting economic signals, FX markets and what lies in store in the week ahead. John, a mixed mood in the markets last week. We might kick things off talking inflation. It's easing in the States, hitting new highs in Europe, while the UK is likely already in a recession. Can you tell us some more about what is going on? Yes, well, you kind of give a good summary there yourself, Jane, in terms of what we're seeing. So uh, it does look as if uh, inflation is starting on a downward trend in the US in terms of CPI data out recently. Uh, suggests that it was uh, lower than expected and we got a, a sharp market reaction on the back of that especially in terms of the dollar and equity markets but from a macro viewpoint what you're saying there is correct you know the u.s data on the inflation front suggests we've seen the peak although the inflation rates are off their peak now they're still at very elevated levels whereas in the eurozone in the uk inflation is still moving higher in terms of headline and core inflation but it does look as if the u.s may have seen its peak level of inflation. Now, again, given the backdrop and the role that energy prices play in all this, there still is you know, uncertainty on the outlook, but it does suggest, all right, that US inflation is now on, on a downtrend. But the question will be is how sticky do we remain at those elevated levels, even though we've come down in terms of the highs of rates? Whereas in the Eurozone, we're probably still waiting to see those peaks and similarly in the UK too. But if you look across all those main economies, the general view is as we move through next year, headline inflation and core inflation should start to move lower right across the board. But at the moment, we're, we're seeing only signs of that uh, in the US economy. Where do you think, John, inflation will peak across the Eurozone or the UK? How far do we have left to go? Well, in terms of the October number in the UK, it may represent the peak. So anywhere between 10 to 11 percent is what the Bank of England was, was expecting from that. Uh, and in the Eurozone, we're seeing rates up close to 10% as well in terms of from a peak inflation perspective. So as we move into next year, we should start to see those levels come down. From a Eurozone viewpoint, given the proximity to the war in Ukraine and its energy dependency uh, on Russian and Ukraine uh, energy sources, you know, there's, that's the, the trickiest one to call in terms of that. But as we move into next year, as the, all three of those economies slow, that will also help in terms of to move inflation lower because of less activity. And obviously all three of those central banks have been engaging in very aggressive monetary policy tightening in terms of rate hikes. So all those things combined should start to see inflation fall back through next year. But we're probably in or around moving towards the peaks in the UK and the Eurozone now uh, over the next couple of months, uh, whereas the US is probably already gone there and now turn the corner and start to see some some lower levels of inflation. Thanks, John. I suppose that's neatly brought me on to my next question then too. Well, two questions, I suppose. The ECB Fed and Bank of England, each of one meeting left this year. Are we still expecting 50 basis points hike from each? And I suppose secondly, then uh, you talk about the peaks of, in the inflation side of the house. Where are the markets pricing in the peaks for each of the central banks uh, as we look out towards 2023? Yeah, so our view here is we're still expecting 50 base points from all three in their last meeting of the year in December. And that's what's generally priced in by markets as well. So the, the key dates for this is December the 14th for the Fed and December the 15th the Bank of England and the ECB. So those two days, uh, we'll see all three of those central banks round out their uh, monetary policy tightening 
for 2022. So what that would represent is a slowdown in the pace of tightening. All three at their last meeting just a few weeks ago, uh, hiked by 75 basis points. Uh, so in terms of what's priced in by the market, as I said, it's, it's 50 basis points at least from all three. So what that would see in level terms is the ECB deposit rate end the year at 2%. The Bank of England bank rate uh, end the year at 3.5%. And in the US, the Fed funds target range in a range of 425 to 4.5%. So the midpoint of that is, is 4.375%. You mentioned there the peak. So what the market sees for the peak of the ECB rates is in or around 3% as we get towards the midpoint of next year. So what that translates to is another uh, roughly 100 base points of tightening uh, from the European Central Bank next year. Now, in terms of the Bank of England, the market has come in a lot over the last couple of weeks in terms of the peak there. If you think after that, uh, now infamous September mini budget from the uh, former trust government, you know, the market had the peak rates in the UK close to 6%. Since then, it came down close to 5%. And in the last week or so, it's come down below 5%. And at the moment, the market is, you know, undecided between whether the peak would be 45 or 4.75%. Our own house view here is that Bank of England probably won't go that far in terms of rates. And indeed, at the last Bank of England meeting, Governor Bailey was, you know, gave quite direct guidance on this, that the Bank of England is unlikely to hike rates anywhere near where the market's expecting. And when he was speaking then, the market had the bank rate close a peak of 4.75%. So our own house view taken on board his comments, we'll probably see the peak uh, close to 4% uh, from a Bank of England viewpoint. In terms of the Fed, markets pricing in peak uh, of in or around 5%. And interestingly, if you look at the three central bank meetings we had a few weeks ago now, you know, ECB in terms of their guidance that they gave around the meeting statement and, and, and President Lagarde's press conference, you know, did tee the market up for a slower pace in December. It said it already made substantial progress in its tightening cycle so hence the market moved from 75 expectation to 50 and the bank of england as i said there was even more direct in its communication uh, around that in contrast the fed in terms of its press conference was given a much more hawkish view you know the u.s fed chair there jerome powell was quite clear saying that rates may have to go higher uh, than where markets expected and he said that what markets should focus on is the trajectory of rates rather than the pace of tightening which seemed to have been fixation there so you know differing communications coming out less hawkish from the ecb very much less hawkish from the bank of england whereas the fed much more hawkish on, on its side but in terms of the peak in short for the ecb it's in around three percent uh, what's priced in by markets and that would be our house view too bank of england the market's priced somewhere between four and a half four point seven five our view would be probably close to four and from a market's viewpoint for the fed uh, it has the peak in or around five percent and we'd be uh, seeing our own house view close to that as well Thanks, Dan. That kind of leads me on then, I suppose, to the currency half of the pitch, where over the last couple of weeks, we've seen some movement in the dollar. Talk to us a little bit about that then. Yeah, so a bit of volatility in the dollar over the last couple of weeks, as you say. First off, we got it after the Fed meeting uh, two to three weeks ago now at this stage. Uh, so what happened there was the meeting statement suggested a less hawkish tone from the Fed, so the dollar weakened. But then the press conference from Fed Chair Powell was much more hawkish in tone. I referenced what he said around rates may have to go higher than markets are currently pricing. So on the back of that, the dollar rallied. But then over a week ago, we had US inflation data, consumer price CPI index data out of the US, which printed below expectations. And straight off, we saw two notable moves on markets. First off, on equity markets, we saw the S&P on the day that number came out 
up by over 5% because the market was then saying, well, if inflation is coming in weaker than expected, the Fed won't need to be as aggressive in its rate tightening endeavors. And at the same time, we saw a substantial move in the dollar. Uh, you know, so in terms of levels, euro dollar went from being closer to 0.97 to back up above parity. And indeed, last week, in the early part of last week, we saw a trade uh, pretty close to 105, 104.8 was the high and similarly the movement in cable reflective of of the weakness in the dollar that we've seen once that cpi data came in weaker than expected so you know cable went from close to 111 up uh, tested as high as 120 so it, it does highlight that uh, markets and currency markets are going to be more reactive to key data releases such as inflation numbers and labor market data because they're two of the key kind of data sources that will decide the extent and pace of rate hikes from all the main central banks. So, you know, what we saw there the last day in terms of volatility, we expect that volatility will become an ever-present factor of markets through the end of this year into next year. If you think of the economic outlook for next year as one of weakening, uh, potential for recession across some of the major economies. So against that backdrop, markets are probably going to be more reactive uh, to some key data releases. So we could expect more volatility uh, on that side. So at the moment, over the last two to three weeks, what we've seen is the dollar give up some ground. Uh, but we would caution against thinking that this is a clear downtrend emerging in the dollar. You know, that weaker economic outlook. And there's always a potential there for risk aversion, which would be supportive uh, of the dollar. But at the moment, the dollar has lost, uh, given up some of its gains against both the euro and sterling, and especially against the yen. We've seen sharp moves there as well. Yeah, and I suppose it will only continue as we're going towards year end as well, just for a bit of added volatility. Yeah, and there's all central bank meetings on the 14th and 15th of December. They're, you know, key of interest for all those three respective currencies uh, because they'll set the tone in terms of where those rates end this year for the respective currencies and also what guidance we get in terms of what to expect for 2023 from the central banks. And just a note on Euro Sterling then, John? Well, what we've seen in Euro Sterling, so we've seen Sterling recover, obviously uh, had a weakening period towards the end of September on the back of the difficulties in the UK government, the change of prime minister, uh, and you know the fiscal stance of the government losing market credibility on that. What we've seen since then is uh, Sterling recover some ground uh, because uh, the change of government there, the fact that the government is implementing measures to repair its fiscal imbalances, even though there's a long way to go on that. The market is much more positive now around the policies rather than that expansionary policy that was outlined uh, in late September. So on the back of that, uh, we've seen sterling uh, regain some ground. Uh, although sterling is still vulnerable when markets are very much risk averse, given the vulnerability of the UK economy, sterling does still seem to be more vulnerable vis-a-vis -vis the euro and the dollar. But in the last week or so, trading range was in a region of 86.5 to 88p uh, so as we move towards the end of the year in terms of where we are in the midpoint of a trading range uh, you know we still think there's probably a bit of downside for sterling there so you could see a midpoint of a trading range of around uh, 89p uh, into into end year from a euro sterling viewpoint great plenty for our customers to look out for and then i suppose john lastly looking to this week it's thanksgiving but it's pmis that will take the headlines i suppose yeah, so for this week, uh, if you're an economist, you probably get excited by PMIs. <laughs> uh, the market itself might, might get overly excited unless there's major data surprises. Uh, so really, the focus now is the market's really looking ahead to that December 14th and 15th dates for the key central banks. But in terms of key releases uh, over the coming days, it's the flash PMIs. But really, the market's probably looking ahead to the December 14th and 15th, uh, where we have the central banks. Between now and then, we do get another inflation print from the US. And so that will 
be viewed very closely as a guide because it will be a key point of the policy deliberations uh, from a Fed perspective. Uh, so, you know, the focus really is now turning towards those uh, last central bank meetings of the year. Thanks. And for those of us that are not economists, there's always football this week. Yes. Okay, John, many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast to stay up to date with latest market developments. Please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.